Why? Why? My goodness. All the questions. All right. You starting? You're so good. Yeah, I'll start. You see my naked I'll start. Why are you torturing me like this? I just need to squeeze him. It's not. <laughs> it's not fair. It's really not fair. I'm really sad. I'm really sad. And now I have to pretend to be happy to introduce us. <laughs> soon, soon we will all be together. Hey ladies, I'm Tori. And I'm Wendy. Welcome to The Fruitful Vine, where we delight in motherhood and life one honest conversation at a time. All right, ladies, welcome back to The Fruitful Vine. I am Tori, one of your hosts, and I am with the better host, Wendy, all in here to Fruitful Living. Are we, are we, are we freezing again? Because we like to start it off strong. Nice and frozen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. All, All right. right. All right. <laughs> Goodness. Like, wait, what? What? <laughs> hey, why? You got to make it so that we're sitting in an office together. Oh, my husband got so mad. He got so mad. He said, don't y'all ever do that ugliness again. I was like, my goodness, babe. <laughs> it was so mad. So I was like, so excited I was so excited and I presented it with so much excitement and like love and just joy he crushed me so we were so proud like (laughs) he crushed me so hard Tori so hard like what is this ugliness okay all right so we will not be doing that again (laughs) he did not like it he's like your head cut off okay I was like, but if you don't worry about the head, it looks right in the same space. <laughs> don't you see what we were trying to do? In retrospect, I I get it. <laughs> it wasn't a wise choice. You're like, please tell me y'all stop at, at some point. Time, like, no. Was- <laughs> no, we went we went all in, babe. All in. Literally dead. Literally dead. <laughs> Oh, this is great. This is great. Ooh. All right, ladies, we are back. Uh, episode two of season. What season is this, Wendy? Wow. Way to put me on the spot. Oh. I, I, I'm like, uh, I'm five. Is it season five? All right. Okay. You're going with five. I'm going with six. I'm going to go with okay. six. All right. Who is right? Watch none of us be right. And it should be seven. We are actually, first of all, we've done 60 episodes. Go us. Wow. Tori is right. Tori is right. We are on season five. Yes. Yes. I'm so proud of us. Okay. So we are season five, episode two. We are reading through the book, Instruments in the Redeemer's Hand by Paul David Tripp. There we go. Paul Tripp. Yep. Um, And we're going to be talking about it and discussing it with you guys all season long. And we're excited. First, let's do a quick little mental pop in. How you doing, Wendy? What has the Lord been laying on your heart? What you've been learning? How you doing? I mean, mean, that's a lot of questions to be a quick mental pop in. But I'm going to just say, you know, life's been doing life. 
And we have been growing and learning and um, I love being challenged and I love um, reading books that I can utilize outside of the book, the time that I'm reading the book. So mm. I, I found a lot of opportunities to just really chew on the different concepts that I was learning as I was living my life. So mm. just they just being really challenged and Holy Spirit, just like really being convicted about things. So. Oh, that's beautiful. How about you? I've learned that I'm so great at being a mom and a homemaker when I don't have to homeschool. <laughs> facts. Oh my goodness. So much facts. This week, like Justin has commented on it. The kids have commented on it. They're like, wow, the house is pristine. And mom, like you're in like a great mood. You know, it's bad when the kids commenting on it. Dang, they noticed. <laughs> the journey's like, I have clean laundry. Like, thank you. <laughs> it's so, it's so true though and I don't know why we don't talk about it more like the weight of being a homeschool parent and like we want to homeschool we love homeschooling um but some of us also it's like well homeschool is the only option right yeah. now like we don't exactly. want and I just think we need to allow more space for it to be like yo this is a good thing and we're doing it and we're obeying and we're being fruitful in it but it it's takes hard. away from other aspects. And oh, I'm gonna say this. And, and this is a it's a us thing. We it, it takes the joy out of some things. Like homeschooling takes the joy out of just being your parent because now I gotta be a parent anti-chattery. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge you. Yes, please say, do. I, I said it was a me thing. I'm gonna say that it produces trial and opportunity for growth <laughs> and self-sacrifice to be somebody's parent and their teacher. But in a lot of ways, that is what we are called to do. Even those of us that have children that are in public school that are going to school private school whatever the situation may be I think a lot of the times the public and private school students parents we we like tend to slack on education because they're in school so we don't have to worry yeah. about that's for the teacher da, da, da. but the facts is and my husband who's a public school teacher will tell you all the time is that the parents that are actively involved in their child's education those are the ones that thrive you know what true. I true mean? yeah yeah that's so I, I like that reframe and it, it is true because even with journey gearing up to go to public school I've already made it up in my mind like I'm still your teacher. Like yes. I'm still going to be first your informal. teacher. Yeah. But, but it's to have some help to have some help on that end. And I think, and, and I just, part of me, and obviously I don't literally wish this because I'm a black person, but um, part of me wishes we could go back to like the 1700s and 1800s. Oh, as yeah, far yeah, yeah. As okay, okay, I got you, in, I got you. I'm like, right, right, oh, you get me, no. you get me. Yeah, like, no, I don't, I yeah, yeah. 
God put me for a time. Take away, of, like, take, right. Take <laughs> away the fact that I would most likely be a slave. Um, but I do, the way homes were ran, like there was help in the home a little bit more. So I, I just love to have someone. It's going to be interesting. This season we're walking in with Journey being in school is going to be very interesting to see how we do that dance. And um, you're right. The, the, your, the parent should always be the teacher. But yeah, I'm just an awesome, I'm a better parent when I don't. 100% when your time, your energy, your space is not divided. Um, mm -hmm. I'm struggling with that as well, where I'm like, I can't mentally do it all. Like I, yeah. cannot, I cannot do it all well. Yeah. And, and it's just like, Lord, what do I need to simplify? What do I need to let go of so that I can be present so that I can be doing all the things that you want me to do. Help me to order my days in the way that you have called me. Yeah. Because I suck at it. Because the things that I find important, the things that I'm like, ooh, this feel good. I like to do this. Those are not the things that um I think he wants me to be doing. So no. <laughs> it was it, it and it comes down to like something simple that I was able to do this week. Tuesdays as a family, it's our busiest day. Every kid has the afternoon sport. It's insane. So wisdom was like, oh, it's 12 o'clock. You should just prep dinner so that all you have to do is Genius. put it in the oven. Genius. I used to do that all the time when they were little. Yeah. Somehow with homeschooling, I, I, do, I didn't have the time or I didn't have the, the energy to think that ahead. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So now I'm like, Okay, now I know Tuesdays need to be a one pot dish, prep it and then throw it in the oven and then everyone's fed before their sport. And then there's leftovers after their sport, like yes. just little things like that. So I, I'm with you. I'm literally asking the Lord, like even with the womanhood, scheduling that so that there's just time to breathe and it's not work, work, go. This is our day as a mother. If you can't see me, my hands are basically just going in a circle and my fingers are everywhere because that's, even if we do it well, that is what we're doing. We're weaving five, 10, however many people you have in your family, you're weaving all those stories together constantly. Yeah. And so we just need wisdom. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And, and with, and with all that, like with all the, um, just figuring out how your days can flow better. The how about the summer to help you do that? Like the summer to reset the summer to you know what? How can I make our routines flow better? What can Girl. I go of? How can I simplify? Like all the things. Like like Tori has inspired me to go through my closet. So I'm oh my god, closet today. Simplify my closet. I'm already capsule wardrobe minimalist, but sometimes them clothes sneak back in. I'm like, what? Get all these clothes and right so and well and your body you. Ooh, there, there we fell into Tori's me. lap. See, that's why y'all need to be on YouTube. Okay, you guys gotta see this live. This very y'all need to come see this live. I got a naked baby in my hand. It's like it's a He's so cute. It's a visual. He's so cute. I'm like post workout. No, no anything. Um, ooh, uh, yeah. It, uh, you went through a body transformation. I bet that's why clothes yes. came back because you went through yes. pregnancy. It's you're right. It's these seasons that oh, and then you guys get to see other kids sneak in if yeah. you're on YouTube. Yes, yes. Is and it shy shy? shy, shy? Oh, that's shy shy. shy. 
Uh, Sean's a full grown man. Like, like. <laughs> well, okay, but so is Shy Shy. What is uh, happening? Shy Shy, are you getting big? Uh huh. <laughs> so big. He's like, uh huh. No, but, but he still has that baby voice. Yes, he does. And the baby face. Use the summer to to get your house in order. I know that's what I'm doing. Routines, laundry, um, even like adding beauty into spaces. My laundry room was such a sore sight for my eyes that it would make me not want to do laundry. I've rearranged it. I spent like 50 bucks on a shelf and it, it oh. that little thing, like just that little thing makes I literally want to be in my laundry room now and I've and because my goal is to do a load a day yes I've been doing it because just whatever you can and I do I just feel like the homeschool moms don't worry about making summer fun worry about getting yourself in order so that you can spring into the new homeschool year like ready because it's ready a lot you guys because those habits and routines take time. They take time to develop. They take time to build. It takes time to evaluate what is working and what is not. So take advantage of the summer to get those things done, to get the, those evaluations done. Because like, anyways, what, what was what were we saying? My closet. Yes. Um, those, Tori has inspired me. I'm going through it. I'm going in it because like, it's shocking how pregnancy and postpartum and like the amount of level of different clothing that I've got winter and spring like all of it just threw up in my oh clothes. and you went through now exactly. you I've never even experienced that yeah it's a whole thing it's a whole thing oh, yeah. anyways anyways let's get on this book before we run out of time yes you lead it all right what was your like initial because you don't usually read these types of books all right right I mean hey that is not fair I, that is, I, I how is that, that not is, fair Tori so here's my thing about Your these books types gotta of have books. flowers like a big old rose growing out the ground <laughs> your books have to have beauty not just information exactly yeah that's true that's fair I just yeah and I'm just like a little eerie of these books um, because essentially they're just, to me, it's all the same. And yeah. you're just taking, anywho, but yeah. I love this book. And what I love about this book is the first thing that stuck out to me is that word. I think we talked about this in episode one, or maybe it was a private conversation. The word that no one likes to talk about, uh, repentance. Hello. like it. I don't, that is the doorway of restoration, of being redeemed. And um, yeah, I, I just really love that he touched on that, that he, I mean, he talked about repentance over and over again. And yeah, that's, that's the doorway. Repentance is the doorway. And I just, I, that, that's, that stuck out to me because Nowadays, there's all these Christian books and I, I, no one's talking about repenting. No one's saying, but you're messy. You are messy. And if you want to be transformed, you need to get on your knees. And I mean, like, repent. So much backstory. Christian books these days, forget the gospel. 
like, and, and it becomes this like self-help book wrapped in Christianity. And yeah. And the point of Christianity is we can't help ourselves. <laughs> Dirt, like you like, literally mean that it is the Holy Spirit transforming you. That is why Christianity is so radical because it's the only thing that says, hey, you can't do it. You You're going to fail. It's not workspace. It ain't workspace, y'all. It's literally, it's your, it, and he's after our messy, ugly hearts that need all the repentance, right? Yes. Like, and so if you take repentance away from the gospel, then it becomes this place, it becomes this freeloader place where you can just walk in and you can just hang and, walk out. and then you can walk out. Yeah. yeah. Repentance like brings you to this posture of humility, this posture of brokenness. And that's where the gospel does what the gospel does. Without it, it's not the gospel. You're right, Wendy. It's not the gospel. You you have forgotten the gospel without it. One of the things that I read in the study guide that I wanted to share with you guys, because if you're reading the book, you don't necessarily have the study guide. It says that our culture tends to view personal change as something that requires the help of a professional. But the Bible has a much fuller and more hopeful perspective. The Bible teaches that personal transformation takes place as our hearts are changed and our minds are renewed by the Holy Spirit. And the two instruments that the Holy Spirit uses is the word of God and the people of God. Mm. That, Tori. That, I was just like, facts, 100%, just facts like mm. there is such a reliance on everything else besides the holy spirit um mm -hmm. we're not teaching how to listen to the holy spirit and read the and read the bible and things like that we're teaching this false gospel mm -hmm. so i found mm -hmm. that so so true and refreshing Mm -hmm. it's refreshing refreshing is the word I think yeah I it's scary it's scary when you look at the gospel without the Holy Spirit um because that's who we have now that is who Jesus left Jesus left us with the Holy Spirit um and the reason why it's the Holy Spirit and other believers honestly the Holy Spirit and other believers are still both the Holy Spirit because yes. it's not me it's the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit in me. working in the yes yes it's just Excellent. so it's so crazy that he loves us this much that he's like look all you have to do is repent and come to me and then I'm gonna do that work I'm gonna transfer I'm gonna make you despise anything that's not holy yes he's going he's gonna do the transformative <laughs> work within us and to even think that we have some capacity to do that is to deny him of who he says he is. To right. deny, it's like in some ways we are God and we're not. We don't do heart change. Oh, it's all, but, oh, but that, you but say instrument. that, you say that and it's like, what? No, I, no, yep. I have agency. I have this. And yeah, you do. You have the agency to repent, yep. <laughs> <laughs> turn to God and let him transform you. There you go. There you go. Um, another concept that that I wanted to touch on was this concept that we are revelation receivers 
interpreters and worshipers Mm. and that we are not gods we're not Mm. you know what i mean that we receive it and we interpret it but we are not the ones who are creating it and Mm -hmm. i think in a lot of ways from the beginning from adam and eve we have wanted to be our own little gods and Mm. be our own self-sufficient little um creators Mm. right ain't that what ain't that what the enemy told us come on now we we want it to be little gods with little kingdoms and that is (laughs) on my instagram this week i i said some things just about the times we're living in and I had so many people like, yeah, that's why we're self-sufficient. And that's why we have our cows and our chickens. And I was like, look, that's great. That's beautiful. At the end of the day, though, like your only hope should be in Christ. To me, this is going to be so controversial. Having a homestead or having anything that you're putting your hope in more than Christ is the same as the Israelites and that golden calf. It's the same thing. It's an idol. It's an idol. You are putting your hope in your in your cow. You're putting your hope in something that at the end of the day can be burned up and gone. Yep. Or can be taken from you. Yeah. And and but it's our little cute little kingdoms that we build and they keep us warm and they keep us feeling safe. There the only thing that keeps you safe is is the Lord. And and again, it's idolatry. It all comes back to idolatry and it's actually scary how much it all comes back to idolatry. Even and comfort, how- personal comfort, all of it, all of it comes back. We were made to worship and we are constantly oh, making idols and worshiping things, whether it's our homestead, whether it's, it's our guns, whether it's um, our identity, our identity, our identity, whether it's our home, whether it's our, for me, my number one, my number one thing is our introvertedness. I'm an introvert. I can't be around people for that long, Lord. I can't serve people, like, Lord. I was already with them Saturday night. Now I got to go to church on Sunday too. Lord, I'm an introvert. I need to recharge. You know what I mean? <laughs> we are constantly seeking out Ooh, how about this one how, oh we're homeschoolers we only we uh, we That's are homeschoolers my kids will never come on. <laughs> like it's so bizarre when people say certain things because I'm like but what if the thing that you're never gonna do is exactly what the Lord uh, wants to use to oh my goodness oh my goodness Tori you have no idea I told God I said God you know what I'm an introvert <laughs> I don't talk in front of people. Like I don't do that. You call my husband to do that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I don't do that kind of stuff. God called me on a stage. God, God has called me to YouTube. God has called me on a podcast. People are like listening to me. I don't even like to celebrate my birthday. Okay. Cause I don't want people. to. Wendy is like, put me in the background. I don't want none of it. Come on. And God's like, no. I want you to speak. So like, what am I going to do? Am I going to idolize what I said I am? Or am I going to say, do what God's called me to do? 
You know what I mean? Or are you going to sacrifice? Are you going to sacrifice your comfort and your joys? And like, I, I cannot tell you how much I love, I love my home. Okay. And every time, like, I'll just walk around it and be like, I love this home. And so will Justin. So will the kids. They're like, man, I love this. home. Like, and it's not a big, fancy, brand new home. Our home is relatively um, small to American standards, but Every time I say, I love this home, my next thought is like, but Lord, like if you, if you tell me to sell it tomorrow, keep my heart open to that. If something happens to it, if something happens to our lives where we can't live here anymore, keep, I know, I don't want to love this home more than I love what you have called me to and what you have for us. And so it's like being appreciative and loving the things that the Lord has given us. And also just knowing that it's all open hands. Like I don't, even with the womanhood, I love the womanhood, but Lord, if it's ever time to, to release that the way I release YouTube, like make it, I just never want to be a holder of anything for too long. No, you're right. You're right. And uh, while reading this, this chapter and we're sitting here and talking about um like why are we here like what did Christ tell us to do and he didn't tell us to like make our pretty homes and homeschool our kids and homestead and um you know make ourselves like love ourselves and be good to our, like that's not what God called us here to do and when you think about what God has called you to do all I realize is just how much I'm failing <laughs> like I am not doing that um <laughs> that verse we've I've we've been chewing on it as a family when it says like unadulterated basically like untouched religion is this love the widows and love the homeless and serve them. That's it, Wendy. It didn't say, it, that's it. And I'm like, when was, when have I ever helped a widow? <laughs> I, I serve the homeless, but like, I do I do it every day? Do I do it as much as I do all these other little things that, that I sweep my floor? Yeah. No, it's like God has called us to tell others about him like to love others more or to love others as we love ourselves like he's called us to be to to go out and make disciples um and to be used by us to go out and make disciples and i i think to myself i'm like am i being an instrument in the redeemer's hands am i or am I fighting against that constantly? Um, mm. Or am I leaving it up to somebody else to do? Like when mm. I think about ministry, when I think about mission-minded and things like that, am I leaving that up to, you know, pastor? That's a pastor job. Or, mm. you know what I mean? Like, that's not my job, you know? Um, and how... I can change that perspective in some way, you know? That's good. I, yeah. I, my pastor talked about that this past Sunday, like the maturing of Christians. It's not, you know, you mature as a Christian when you're all of a sudden, like, it's not their job. It's your job. It's not their job to show up and serve in that capacity. It's your job. Like 
we have to get our hand. We have to be instruments in the Redeemer's hands. And we have to be willing to get out of our comfort zone and willing to see that, to, pri to prioritize the gospel at all, in all moments, mm -hmm. in all seasons. I don't care how busy you are. Honestly, yep. we're all busy. I don't care. What are you doing for your local church? Which Tori is a renewed person. I think the local church is extremely important. What are you doing for your local church? What are you doing for that single mom who needs extra help? What are you doing for your friend who just is having a hard season? Like, it's not about you. Our lives aren't about us. We're called the, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. That's what Which we're is not comfortable. And it's also not cute. It's also not pretty. It's not. It's not. And guess what the devil, because, you know, if we're waiting for the time, to you know to do this guess what the devil's doing keeping us busy keeping us busy i mean you will be the busiest <laughs> forever before you will find that perfect time that is the time to be the hands and feet of jesus it will always be inconvenient always it will always be inconvenient but that's how you know it's god ordained when you do what is not good for you per se, but what God has called you to when you obey mm. and are obedient. And that's where the blessings are found. I have found the most blessings when I am out there doing what God has called me to do than when I am doing what I want to do and what brings me personal comfort and security. And it doesn't have to be, listen, we're not all called to go to a third world to country and, and do, no. yeah. I'm talking like, you know, we were having a, a glass of wine on the porch last night. And we, the Oglesby's did this week well, you guys. Like it, I was like, I want a nice cold um, white wine. And, and, and Justin and I were just sitting there um, having a, a, a glass of wine. And I asked the question, what did you do to glorify the Lord today? Ooh. Like, this was a simple Thursday. Mm. What did you do? And uh, his answer was actually his friend was having crazy car troubles. So Justin was basically his friend's taxi all day. He was like, you know, it was really inconvenient, but man, I loved serving my friend. We talked about the Lord driving to and fro. He had multiple appointments. He lives 30 minutes from us. Like, so it was a lot of driving, but he was like, but I, I made myself available for that. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mine was, I made myself available to the kids and I, um, oh, and I glorified him in just my daily actions. Like if I'm folding clothes, I'm praying for that kid. If I'm clean, oh, yesterday I was in the kitchen nonstop. And I was like, usually that would make like, wow, here I am doing another dish, making more food. Oh, doing it again. And instead of having that attitude towards it, I was like, oh, I get to like, feed. These are the people I get to feed today. So let me feed them. Yeah. So it's like that simple. What did you do today to glorify the Lord in your every day? Because listen, it is life out there. Mm -hmm. We got to work. We got to raise up these kids. We got to be a good friend. We got to take care of our bodies. It is life. Okay. We got a lot to do, but by golly, let me glorify him in doing it all that you do in all that you do. And that is the other thing, like 
using the excuse that I I'm homeschooling. I, I have uh, kids, I a have business, that, I'm a I, nurse. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's none but excuses in everything that you do. You can use it to glorify God and everything that you do, you give it up to him. And, uh, and by remaining grateful, by seeking opportunities to, um, to disciple your kiddos and, and bring them back to the word and talk mm. about him and do all the things like those are your ministry opportunities. Your, your children are there for you to disciple them. You know what I mean? So constantly bringing them back to God's word and say in using those difficult days of sibling rivalry oh. to talk to you. I mean, this I'm preaching to myself right now <laughs> mm-hmm. to talk about him and to talk about how we are to love others more than we love ourselves to talk about how God placed our siblings in our lives to help us to sanctify us to help prepare us for relationship because outside of your marriage with your husband um ain't nothing closer than a sibling ain't nothing closer than a brother (laughs) and let me tell you that what Wendy is talking about listen it's cute to do it when they're like five and below and like ooh, we're learning that's easy. If you have graduated to like seven and older, your kids are like seven or older. You're dealing with real personalities. You're dealing with real people. And sometimes, even if it's your brother, personalities do not go. And you, especially if it's your brother, not even sometimes, especially, <laughs> especially like, and it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, take that moment to like bring in the gospel. And it's, 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 I'm telling you, it's not, it's hard. That, that is holy work for sure. And it is not something that, oh, we, we talked about it one time. They got it. Now they best friends. Oh, it's the same discussion. Oh, every day. And you're (laughs) like, why can't you, uh, why, why? I said something to Titus. And I was like, you know, he, Titus was like, you always pick Teo's side. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not picking Teo's side. I'm trying to give you wisdom that will help you overcome Teo because you can't control Teo. Yeah. We have to control ourselves. We have to learn. Okay. Th- you have to know Teo's game. Okay? Yes. yes. He's doing this. He knows it annoys you. I'm going to talk to Teo about that. But right yes. now I'm you trying to help you. Yes, I'm trying to help you be in control of you. And I'm like, if we have to be in control, I'm going into this whole thing, like self-control is the fruit of the spirit. And I'm like, Tori, like- You still learning it now. I'm still learning it. Adults are still learning it. And I'm trying to impart this wisdom on a nine-year-old boy. Isn't it such a God thing to use broken people to help broken people? Like, What? what anyways the comedy of it oh Uh, did we get through any other questions we didn't but that's all right we had a good discussion though we did you know and i guess our question for the ladies let's leave them with this how are you being available to be an instrument in the redeemer's hand yes in this season of your life you know maybe you're going through grief 
Maybe you're going through transition. Maybe it's a great season. Maybe you are on the mountaintop. So how are you serving on the mountaintop? How are you serving in the valley? Um, how are you allowing people to help you? And how are you being a helper? I think that's that's a good place to end. Yes, I love that. Love that. Um, definitely watch the video if you're listening. Um, if you want to see the baby, and it's so cute, you guys, you want to see this baby? Okay, where did the baby go? He fell asleep. Oh, so sweet! You should see his little chunky toys. Those you guys. Anyway. It's his eyes. It's his oh, eyes, and then all the chunky, oh, all the I chunky. Can't. I can't. He's obsessed. the best. Like I've never had a baby that I'm obsessed with like that. But don't tell my other kid. <laughs> when he's like, I don't really, I didn't really like my other kids. <laughs> Anyways, um, check us out on Instagram. Answer the question in the post. And until next time, bye, y'all. Bye, guys. Ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We pray that you remember to lean into the one true vine while you are busy being the fruitful vine. Until next time, bye. bye. Why is that the first time that we actually did it at the same time? <laughs>